Travis T. Williams, and I'm running for a Detroit Police Commissioner for District 2. Please share your Detroit background and relationship to Detroit. Your history of being a Detroiter. I was born and raised in Detroit. I was actually born in my district, which was Seven Mile, or should I say, which is Seven Mile and Myers. It was a hospital called Grace Hospital. That's where I was born. So I got long, deep roots tied to the community. <laughs> That's where I was born. All my life in Detroit, and I'm still here. Tell the story of what led you to run for office. That's an interesting story. Everything was accidental. I had no ambitions, no desires to uh, run for an office. They say some of the greatest things in life just appears and happens. And that's what this position um, did for me. It just happened. It just appeared. I got into the political mind frame from just being around and seeing things that were going on actively in the community. And to take it back even further, I started to participate in the community, doing things, and it was all accidental. Um, talking to people, uh, people relating to me, vibing with me, me being introduced to different organizations, different people, that got my attention. I didn't plan for it, it just happened. So it was natural. And by me being a business owner, I'm in the towing industry, I went to one of those police meetings, board of police commissioners meeting, and I sat there and I just listened. And I said, wow. And the things that were going on within the meeting, I was talking to myself throughout the meeting, replying to things I heard. And after the meeting, listening to various different individuals complain and talk about different issues that was, was not getting addressed. It caught my attention. Not to run, but it just caught my attention. Like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, these people were down here, this goes on, blah, blah, blah. And the last election term, someone brought it to my attention that, hey, you should do this because you, you fit the criteria. I mean, you're always around, you know how to talk to the community, you know how to talk to the citizens, but then again, you're real relatable to the police, they listen to you, and with the things that you're already doing, I think you're a perfect fit. And I actually laughed at it. I laughed, I said, <laughs> I'm not a political type of guy. And it said, and it set on me for a while, and the more it set on me and the more various different people people kept coming to me and saying, hey man, I, I can see yourself making a difference. I can see yourself actually talking to the people because you're talking to the people now and you don't even realize the impact that you're having. So that was kind of like the spark of me running for the police commissioner's position. What is your understanding of the duties of the office you are running for? Citizen oversight um, to oversee the police department. In my words, I say policing the police, making sure that the citizens are getting equal treatment, better treatment, just treatment, and not being manipulated and treated poorly and unfairly by the police. So what would you do differently than the current board of commissioners? Me personally, I would bring a realistic feel to the position. I would actually be out here in the community, which I'm already out here in the community, but I'll make a difference to educate the community. As I was getting signatures 
in trying to get this thing going for the board of police commissioners. A lot of people did not realize what a police commissioner's job is, let alone know what a police commissioner, who a police commissioner is and what a police commissioner is. So me, I will start off by educating the community, the neighborhood, the younger people that don't know. A lot of people thought that I was running to be the police chief and these are adults. So I, I find that pretty sad and I'm not taking away saying, hey, you're uneducated, but you're uneducated to the fact of what this position holds and how beneficial it is to you guys as, as, a, as a community. So I, I plan to bring education. Um, I plan to bring education uh, to the community as far as the job of the police commissioner. I plan to be transparent between the police and the citizens because there's a lot of times where the police are not relatable to the community. And we got a large police department and a lot of police officers that work in the city, they're not from the city. So they don't always understand the needs of the community. They don't always understand the individuals in the community. You can take a guy standing on a corner and he can look like um, whatever negative individual you want to call him. And you can get somebody else from that same neighborhood that knows how to understand them, knows how to approach them, knows how to talk to them. But you get this officer over here that can stereotype this guy. They don't know if this guy has mental issues. They don't know if this guy is this or that. So it's, it's pretty much for me is to be transparent between both to, to, so that it'd be an understanding between the community and the police. I think that would help with policing. You know, it won't be so much of a stereotypical stop just because you see someone, because we all come from different backgrounds. Uh, we come from different incomes. It doesn't make one person better or less than the next, but I can be the worst guy in the world and have a suit on and you ride right past me. Whereas you have this guy over here that's a real active community figure in his neighborhood, but he doesn't look like that. So you have the police officer that would ride right past me, the bad guy that's dressed in a suit to harass this guy just because of a stereotype. So that kind of goes to how would you address police reform and what priorities and what are the priorities that you would I do believe in police reform. I do believe in holding the police accountable for what they're doing. I believe in holding the police accountable for the actions. Um, they do have a certain level of professionalism that they have to hold. So the actions that I would take would be simply that, to hold the police accountable. Um, I would like to see the police be treated as an individual and not hide behind their badge. I'd like to see more officers speak out on other officers because here we go. We the people depend on the police officers to protect and serve. And if we can't depend on the police officers to do that and they're protecting each other, we're not going to get anywhere and we're still going to be mistreated. What is your position on adding social support resources to assist with non-criminal activities involving police? Okay, of the budget. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then how do you feel about adding uh, social 
I'm all for it. I think uh, one thing with the with the budget should and would always be public safety. I'm a strong person with public safety to secure the public. Um, I think a lot of the resources should be to better public safety and also mental illness. We're in a big city. We're in an urban city. And there's a lot of people that have all types of different mental illnesses. And we don't know what could trigger them. And it could be the slightest thing. We got people coming from the military back into the world. We have people who's been incarcerated that they don't know how to readjust out here. So I think that we need to spend more money um, saving the people, the safety of the community, and spending money for mental illness treatments. Me personally, that's, that's how I feel. Those are like two of the most important things. I don't think that um, with the budget the police department have and they're getting should be used for you know any other thing besides that public safety and, and mental health because I feel they go hand in hand with each other. What do you see as the future of Detroit? I see Detroit is constantly growing. I see Detroit, their, their building is becoming a better attraction versus what it was 20 years ago. Um, what I do see, I don't like, and I wish we can change it, and I want to I be an advocate and fight for it. I want to get more police officers in the neighborhoods just as they are downtown. I don't take nothing away from the officers that's doing their job because there's a chain of command, but a lot of times we have a million police officers downtown just in case something do happen, but we also have them standing around doing nothing as well. And we can't never say when an outbreak might happen, but I would like to still see the same type of policing in the community, in the neighborhoods. See, a lot of times, you don't see officers riding up and down the neighborhood streets. You might see them going down the major streets. I want to see more police officers knowing their neighborhood, the neighborhood that they patrol. So I would like to, I would like that to be a, a, a focus point for me. Um, I think it'd go very well with community policing. If the block clubs in the neighborhood know the officers, it'll give the officers a chance to know the neighbors in the neighborhood. Um, by doing so, you'll find out who's who in the neighborhood. You'll find out about the person who has learning challenges. You'll find out about, hey, the dope spots, the chop shops, the illegal activities. And it'd be a mutual thing for the community, this residents, and the police to communicate. It'd be a great presence. I know if I'm standing on a block selling drugs and I know the police constantly comes through this neighborhood, hey, that means I'm going to have to go and shift myself somewhere else or just quit because I have an active neighborhood who's talking constantly with the police, building a relationship, and it's just going to keep the neighborhood safe. That's one of the things that I, I want to focus on. Um, at one point in time, we had police officers that walked the beat. And I'm not saying we can get a lot of officers to walk every neighborhood, but hey, we have reserve cops, or should I say reserve officers? Let's let them be more active in the neighborhood, at least for the presence. I think, and it, it might go back to one of the questions you asked, I'm not sure, but when it comes down to 
certain tasks such, such as writing and taking police reports. If you're just writing down the information and putting it in the computer, we can also utilize some of those reserve officers to do that so that the more important crimes that's called in, we can have the police officers handle that and it'll be a better response time for, this, for the citizens in the community so that we know that our dollars that we're spending in taxes are being used for the good. We're, we're getting great uh, police response time. Why should Detroiters vote for you? Detroiters should vote for me, one, because <laughs> I would like to hold this position to be a better individual for the city. I want to be a mouthpiece. I want to be the word. I want to be the folk. I want to be the, the verbal mouthpiece to speak for the people that can't speak. I want to speak for the, for the uh, speechless. You know, I want to be the hope for the hopeless. I want to sit out here when I hear individuals come to me with problems and issues that they have concerning the police department. I want them to feel comfortable enough to know that, hey, I'm going to make a difference. You can watch me. You can see me. I don't want people to vote for me because, hey, I'm just a name on the ballot. I want them to vote for me because they believe in the things that I say I'm going to do. I don't want to be a person that they just see. I want to be a person that they believe in. So I think they should vote for me because I'm part of the change. I'm active. I'm, I'm out in the community right now. This is not just a thing that I'm doing because I'm running for this position. I've been out here. Um, social media tells it all. I have great relationships and ties all throughout the city. It's just now I'm focusing in on my district. And I think that I'm a great candidate for that position. I think my work ethics alone will show Hey, he's a dependable guy that we can depend on. I'm going to be that voice. I'm a grandparent's child. <laughs> so that's, that's why I feel that I'm the person for this job. I'm very relatable. I understand the needs of the community. I understand what it's like to respect the older generation, the grandmothers, the grandfathers. I understand what it's like to understand the younger generation. I'm, on, uh, I'm the individual that knows how to say, hey, listen, Instead of doing this, why don't you try this and telling them something indirectly, sending a message where they think for themselves, whereas some people, they can't deliver that message. The other side, they don't want to hear it. So my approach would be a lot different and is a lot different from, from other people. And you have to be in touch with what's going on. You have to be actually in touch with the community. You have to be in touch with the times. You have to be engaged with what's going on so you can be relatable to the individuals. So that's why I think that I'm the perfect candidate for this position.